From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, November 17th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. After at least nine Ohio schools were targeted with phony active shooter calls yesterday, costing resources, time, and concern from parents, many are wondering if something can be done to stop these hoaxes. ONN's Kiana Deitches has more on what lawmakers are doing to address swatting. With House Bill 462, Ohio lawmakers want to increase the penalties for swatting, but some people say the bill is unnecessary and will just cause more confusion. The bill will make swatting a second-degree felony. Those convicted could face prison time, fines, and restitution worth thousands of dollars. The money will go to reimburse law enforcement who must respond to these fake 911 calls. Opponents of the bill say swatting is already illegal under several Ohio statutes and that the law wouldn't have a wide-ranging benefit. The bill is making its way through the state legislature. I'm Kiana Deitches. A 45-year-old Mansfield man has been found guilty of killing a woman whose body was found several weeks later in suburban Columbus. ONN's Yolanda Harris reports. The man accused of killing his ex-girlfriend has now been found guilty on all 17 counts. John Henry Mack Jr. was found guilty of the murder of Melinda Davis. Davis went missing in Richland County in February of 2021 after she was going to Mack's home. Her body was found in her car at a home on Zachary Court in Galloway. I'm Yolanda Harris. In Northwest Ohio, a White House police officer has been fired after allegedly having an inappropriate relationship with a student. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo has the story. Officer Ashley Kanesh was a student resource officer at Anthony Wayne High School. WTOL 11 received a copy of text in which Kanesh proclaims that she will bother the student and asks what he does in his free time and if he has a problem with patients. The White House police chief believes that Officer Kanesh's intentions were to mentor a troubled youth, but says her behavior brought about genuine concerns. A new resource officer has been assigned to the high school. I'm Amanda Fay. Nearly 18,000 residents of Toledo are under an advisory to boil their tap water until at least tomorrow evening. ONN's Chase Bachman has more. The city's Department of Public Utilities issued the advisory as a precaution. And residents in these areas are being advised to run their cold water taps used for drinking or cooking for at least three minutes to flush out those lines and then boil water for three minutes for drinking or cooking. They say if your water appears discolored, avoid washing clothes or using hot water until cold water runs clear. Now the advisories go until Friday at 5 p.m. Unless, of course, that advisory is extended. Chase Bachman reporting in Toledo. In central Ohio, the fire that broke out at the historic Buxton Inn has been ruled accidental. ONN's Tracy Townsend in Columbus reports. The Granville Township Fire Department says investigators were not able to pinpoint the exact cause of the fire. Remember, it happened last month. Fortunately, no one was hurt. The fire did damage the inn's added kitchen area, but the original building is okay. I'm Tracy Townsend. Police could face challenges finding whoever left racist graffiti at the Ohio State University because no cameras were in the area. It happened at Hitchcock Hall, which isn't far from Ohio Stadium. The university says they quickly condemned and removed the racist and white supremacist messages that were sprayed on a wall. The undergraduate student government president says. Words have power, and that's why it's so important to take instances like this so seriously. You know, what does it truly mean to just be a loving neighbor? And the fact that we're still having to have these conversations shows that we're not there yet, but I'm ready to have the conversation. The university is urging anyone with information to contact them. 
By a 77 to 11 vote, the Ohio House approved legislation that could make it possible for drivers to be pulled over by police solely for holding or using a cell phone while driving. Here's ONN's Clay Gordon. The bill, which moves on to the Senate, would stiffen penalties for texting while driving. Ohio law currently prohibits it, but allows drivers to hold their phones during a call and manually press buttons on screens to make those calls. However, this proposal would prohibit drivers from using holding or physically supporting such a device, with some exceptions, such as in emergencies or if the vehicle is not moving at the time. The bill makes texting while driving a primary offense, meaning police could stop someone specifically for that reason. I'm Clay Gordon. In Washington, the U.S. Senate yesterday advanced the same-sex marriage bill with bipartisan support that included Ohio's Republican senator. ONN's Andrew Kinsey reports. The Respect for Marriage Act would provide federal protections for same-sex and interracial marriages. Twelve Republicans supported the measure, including outgoing Ohio Senator Rob Portman. The Respect for Marriage Act, it simply says if you get married in one state, another state has to honor it. Millions of American couples, including many in Ohio, are counting on their elected representatives in Congress to recognize and protect their marriage. There will now be up to 30 hours of debate before a full vote is in the Senate. If it passes, it will then head to the House. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Ohio's Republican U.S. Senator Rob Portman is down to his last few weeks in office before retiring, with newcomer J.D. Vance preparing to move into the seat. ONN's Dave James has more. Ohio's Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown says he attended a get-together for Portman recently that was put together by Democratic Congresswoman Marcy Kaptur of Toledo. It was fun talking about some of the things we did together. We, we kind of stayed away from some of our big disagreements on, you know, just different philosophy, but um, I hope he does well. I appreciate the way he served, and I'm hoping that Senator Vance and I can do the same kind of work together on behalf of Ohio. It's my intent, and I think it's J.D.'s also. Dave James, ONN News. Great news for Cleveland Guardians manager Terry Francona. ONN's Dave Chadowski reports. Francona was named American League Manager of the Year. This was a no-brainer, right? The Guardians were predicted by many to finish last. Instead, they won the Central Division, winning 92 games, and the Guardians were the youngest team in baseball. This is the third time Tito has won the award, all with Cleveland. The sure-to-be future Hall of Famer previously won the award in 2013 and 2016. Since Francona took over in 2013, he has guided Cleveland to the AL's second-best winning percentage with six postseason appearances. I'm Dave Chodowski. And there's a new development in the sale of the iconic house from the movie A Christmas Story in Cleveland. ONN's Holly Strano has more. Just one day after the house was put on the market, cast members told 3 News that they want to make an offer. Movie fans were able to catch up with some of the cast members at Great Northern Mall. And Yanelanea, who played Grover Dill, that was one of the bullies in the movie, told us that it's possible that cast members could actually put in an offer on the house and then keep the tradition alive. I foresee it happening. Sure. I mean, it just makes sense. Why not? So, um, but it's still in the talks. Like, you know, there's five, six, seven of us, and um, we all want to do it as a family. The current owner of the property in Tremont purchased it in 2004 after finding it on eBay. Special thanks to our affiliates WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.